0: Hey everyone, back on the Dream World Podcast. Today we have a special guest. His name is Jack. He is a fellow lucid dreamer, but he is also quite the expert when it comes to special dream herbs and supplements. So today we talk a little bit about what he does with the dream joint, and also we get into some, you know, good old casual existential conversations.
1: Yeah, right. So the supplements and herbs are my focus right now. Um but dreaming has always been incredibly interesting to me. When I was really young, probably around seven to ten, me and my younger brother we used to sleep in the same room and we would together just explore the, the hypnagogic states in between being awake and asleep and, and just sort of explore those alternate mind states. And I it wasn't until I got a little bit older until I realized that, that wasn't that wasn't a thing that, that most people did. So uh, I guess I forgot to introduce myself there. I'm Jack and I'm uh, 25. I'm from Massachusetts.
0: Great to have you, Jack. And that's awesome that you had that experience with your brother where you guys could like bounce off each other's dream experiences. That's actually a really good technique using partner to kind of like explore the boundaries of how long you could really stay awake and start talking to each other like through the border of consciousness.
1: Yeah, so we would just talk about the experiences that we would have. Like, for instance, as as I would go to bed, we would try to stay up or stay conscious for as long as we can. And it wasn't until I was a bit older that we realized that that was known as the wild method. So when I was a lot younger, probably in early high school, I used to start experimenting with Kalea Zacatechichi, which is one of the most ubiquitous dream herbs. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard about that. And I used to mix that in with the other herbs that I was smoking at the time. And it was was just really cool to realize that certain things could influence dreams outside of normal things, like what time you go to bed and all that. And looking into the history was also very interesting as well. So for a while, Kalea Zakatachichi was the only dream herb that I knew about. And it wasn't until about two years ago that I found out that there were other herbs as well that could influence dreams. And at that point, I, I just got more... I got like a sample of of each one, including blue lotus flower and mugwort, and tried them all, and found that they all had sort of different but 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 similar effects. So they each have, I guess you could say, a different character to them, and and it depends on how how much you you individually get into the whole like plant spirit side of it. Um, but I find that each of them have a sort of a different character. For instance, Kalea Zaka for me is a little bit more of like a sort of mystical, almost dark shamanistic undertones that usually result in very, very extreme dreams for me that weave together very vividly, while blue lotus flower provides a bit more of a, a gentle, warm, sort of more sensual dream experience. So each of them, you know, affect dreams, and I find that all of them makes them more vivid, but, but in different ways.
0: How are those different from like, cause I know they have like natural herbs and they have like some supplements with like different stuff in them. Like you ever like experiment with that kind of stuff too, or are you just more on like the herb side?
1: Yeah, I've mainly been more into the herb side. I actually haven't tried many of the other supplements, but I know that for instance, I think galantamine is one of them. I have been interested to, to try those out just to see the effects. But, but as of right now, the, uh, the natural products are really what are piquing my interest.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. I actually haven't tried any pure herbs by themselves, but I have experimented a little bit with a supplement called Dreamleaf. I found it on Amazon and I had read a lot of good reviews about it, but it does have mugwort in it. It also has valerian root, which is also pretty well known for like anxiety and stuff. And then it has some other pretty well-researched dream ingredients such as huperzine A, choline, and alpha-GPC. So I'll put the info for all of these different things in the description, but um, back to the dream joint herbs, are your products smokable? Are they for tea or what is your intended use for them?
1: So a lot of them, you could uh, you could do both. Like mugwort, for instance, that's a, that's a pretty common smoking alternative that people use for tobacco or weed. And a lot of people don't know that it has those dream effects. Same goes for blue lotus flower, which is actually an amazingly delicious tea. I I like that one a lot. But it it should be noted that Calea Zacatechichi, which is the Mexican dream herb, is probably the most bitter herb that you will ever try. It's it's unbelievable. I think what's really interesting about it is that it has a... uh, very, I don't really know how to describe it, but a very complex sort of bitterness that keeps getting more bitter the more that you taste it. Yeah, yeah. When I sell it at pop-up shops, I often give people a little bit just to try it, just to put it in their mouth and chew it. And it almost is like there's, you can feel the different layers of bitterness come on. If you got sensitive taste buds, it might be a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. there. So yeah, for those reasons, I mainly, I mainly smoke the the Chichi. Gotcha.
0: I feel like that's good for people that like smoke weed. And like, especially when it comes to the dream stuff, if you want to like have more dreams and cut back on weed, which I went through and go through all the time. So it's like, you know, smoking things like that. Or like sometimes I do like lavender and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I also have a pretty cyclical relationship with weed. And um, I find that when I am smoking a lot of that, then then some of these herbs help counterbalance it and just help me experience some dreams when I otherwise wouldn't. But then, when I take breaks from smoking, then it's like supercharged, you know, fully vivid alien world of dreams. There's the uh, so there's the smoking methods, there's a the tea methods, and then what I'm also into is the uh, silene capensis, which is the African dream root, and entadoiri, which is the African dream bean, or otherwise known as the African dream herb. And those are both really interesting because silene capensis, the way you do that, and I have a I have a blog post about this on my website you basically grind it up and then mix it with water and then you shake it and then it produces a foam that you then slurp up and you, you just keep shaking it and you keep slurping it up. And then after a couple of days, it it has a buildup effect, which is kind of like the other dream herbs, which are usually more, have more of an acute same, same night effect.
0: Okay. That's cool. That's interesting process what do they taste like?
1: It tastes, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't eaten many roots, so I'd say it tastes like a root.
0: Well, that's awesome. I'm gonna check it out. And so now that you have all these new dream experience, I mean, tell me a little bit about what your dreams are like these days.
1: One of, uh, one of my favorite things about dreams is how it reveals how, how strange and how much we don't know about waking life. You know, like, like when you come out from a dream that is almost as vivid as real life, you certainly come out with some questions, you know.
0: You know, you get information from your dreams that you didn't already have, like things that help you in your waking life. So it's like you're accessing something, I guess, supplemental to waking life. It's almost like more vivid or more real or something sometimes, especially when you're losing. Oh, yeah,
1: No, yeah, for sure. It's almost like I like to think of it as like the most direct interface that you can have with your subconscious mind. Because throughout the day when you're awake, it's sort of like you get these these little insights from time to time where it feels like little uh, like messages or, or just sort of uh, like intuitive little moments where it feels like your deeper self is talking to you. But in a dream, it's like, there's, there's pretty much no barrier, you know, you're just right there in it for for better or for worse, which I think has a potential to be a, incredibly profound experience
0: oh for sure even especially when you bring your consciousness into that space and you're lucid it's like you can experience anything you want without the boundaries of reality you know you can work on your mind or have fun or do all this crazy stuff so it's like no boundaries and it's that could be really beneficial for like so many reasons
1: right right it always blows my minds when people uh, don't seem to be weirded out by how crazy it is that we go into these whole, you know, mind-generated environments know. every single night. It, it's so it, amazing. It's like
0: so normal to everybody because it really is a huge part of our life. We spend like a third or something crazy like that asleep, a third of our lives. It's like we literally live in another dimension part time.
1: A lot of the times, it seems like our dreams are are you know totally based in this reality, but sort of secondary. But other times, I don't know if you've had this experience, but it sort of feels like you know, something comes from outside a little bit, like you sort of yeah. hit on that outer border of of what is within your mind and, and sort of reach some sort of collective archetype of it.
0: For sure. I've heard so many like collective dream type experiences and even people who have had like long dreams of like days or years at a time where they lived this whole other life and then they come back all confused and they had like a whole family in their dreams. A dream that's so long that it's like literally another reality, like
1: Oh, yeah. Like when I wake up from a really, really long, vivid dream like that, it almost suggests to me that even waking life is a little has an aspect of the mind generating it, if you know what I mean.
0: I think about that all the time. It's like there's just more of a delay, I think, like Mm -hmm. when we're dreaming, like we manifest things instantly and, you know we know everything that we think is going to reflect in our dream experience it's the same thing in our waking life but maybe just not as instant you know there's like a buffer period but our mind really does create our reality like
1: wow that's really interesting i've never really thought of that in terms of like a like a buffer aspect because i know of course about how how what's in your mind definitely does attract things in your reality but it but it does have that sort of delay
0: Yeah, that's just kind of how I see it. Because I feel like the dream, like our dream life is similar in a lot of ways to our waking life, but it's more like a practice mode. Like you were saying, the whole computer generated Mm -hmm. video game simulation uh, metaphor, whatever, which I love, like our brains are like computers and reality is like a simulation. So then if our dreams are like practice mode, creative mode or something, you know, we're just out here in some big video game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like waking up, it's like my mind could create that entire entirely vividly complex environment. So so why not this one, you know? But on yeah. a more sort of collective, everybody doing it at once sort of way. Almost exactly. like a
0: multiplayer. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it just leaves us with so many more questions than we have answers for. And I yeah. think that's so cool because it's the mystery of not knowing. I think that makes life so interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of just had the realization of like, if we understood everything, it would defeat the purpose of life. Like that's like knowing yeah, the yeah. end of how to beat a video game. Like we can't just know that.
1: (laughs) For sure. It almost seems like we're not really, you know, supposed to to get to like the point that that a lot of us are trying to find. It's something about sort of like clawing at the fringes of our existence, you know, with a lot of people being interested in all of these sort of abstract things like lucid dreaming and and psychedelic states of consciousness. And
0: exactly. Yeah, that's what got me into it even before I had any psychedelic experiences at all, just off of wondering what my existence meant and what my dreams meant. And like, I remember having these questions as like a really young child and not understanding what the questions meant that I was asking. And then I'm just getting more obsessed with it. And I feel like more people are having that awakening of like, what are we really doing here?
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, totally. It's almost like my, my initial lucid dream experiences as a child were like precursors to getting interested in psychedelics and all of that.
0: I don't know, like we grew up thinking like, oh, drugs are bad. This is don't smoke, like all this stuff. And it's like and then you grow up and you realize like there's a tool for everything and there's a purpose for everything. And like if you need some sort of, you know, guidance or spiritual healing, like, you know, these things are just like, I guess, getting more normalized.
1: Like little did I know that when I was a little kid, I was basically blasting off on, on DMT every <laughs> night when I closed my eyes. You know? Well,
0: exactly. Yeah. Newborn babies release like the highest amounts of DNT ever in their entire life. And I think when you die right
1: one time a a little bit back when I potentially maybe did some DMT there was this sort of initial experience and, and feeling that was just like wow I have done this so many times before but that was the first time that I did it you know what I mean
0: yeah it's definitely a familiar feeling it's like we're here to remember something of like what we were before
1: it's very interesting that we that we sort of forget in that case you know talking about uh Incredibly vivid and confusing dreams that reminds me of how the other day I, I woke up. It was it was it was just like 20 minutes of confusion when I first woke up because it was like I came from a Huck Finn type adventure that lasted so many hours in my dream and it, and it wasn't even like the normal you know you sort of flash and you're, you're in a different scene and you just sort of go with it. It was like it, it was all bridged together. Like a like a beautiful storybook that was riddled with with personal metaphors pertaining to my life. And it was just so, so insightful. It was like whoever designed this is just has an impossibly vivid imagination, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I guess it was you. And I've had dreams like that too. And they always feel so interesting. It's like you wake up and you're still in the same like strip of dreams and it's just like ongoing and ongoing. And I remember those have been like some of my favorite, most legendary ones. You you write down all your dreams, like you keep a dream journal?
1: Yeah, I I go in and out of phases of keeping a dream journal. And when I do, it's it's just so clear how quickly it becomes more and more vivid, you know, spiraling Mm -hmm. into like full storylines after a week or so.
0: Yeah, it really is powerful keeping a dream journal. I think a lot of people don't understand that that's like a really good place to start, you know, if you just want to remember your dreams more.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And looking back in dream journal entries from the past is also Mm -hmm. so interesting because there might be sort of metaphors pertaining to things I was dealing with at the time that I didn't quite understand. But then looking back with that, you know, future insight, it's just like, oh oh my God, my dreams were spot on and sort of trying to get through to me a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. And even like making connections with things of the future that you didn't really know what they meant at the time, which is always kind of crazy and just forming like patterns of things, which really help to just understand what your what's going on in your mind better. You know,
1: have you or somebody that you've talked to on this podcast ever experienced sort of a premonition type dreams?
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, a lot of people do like I want to say I think the statistic is like 60 percent of the people have premonition dreams, myself included, even on small, random things like and this happened to my brother. I'll give his example. He he had a very random dream of a very specific interaction at soccer practice where he was yelling at his coach, which they never get into it. Just the most random thing. Like Mm he walked off the field a certain way and maybe like a couple weeks later they got into that exact same argument exact same position exact same everything how it went down in his dream. And it wasn't until that moment that he realized it was a premonition dream down to more severe experiences, like premonitions of robberies and deaths and things like that from other people that I've talked to. It happens quite a lot, even just random things. So it makes me wonder, like it must be some sort of, like you said earlier, like we're accessing just like this field of like the past, the present, the future, that everything that's kind of like, you know, here to prepare us. I don't think we should like get scared or freak out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and if everything is totally connected, like, like I believe it is, I don't see why it wouldn't be able to tap into the past and future, especially since, you know, <laughs> this is just sort of the classic, uh, you know, trippy reality conversations, but they yeah. are very relevant about how time just sort of exists within our mind.
0: And you know, it's funny because it is it is trippy, but it's not even just trippy existential conversation. I mean, it's actually science, like time goes faster the farther away you are from the earth. You know, it's the effect known as uh, gravitational time dilation. And on different planets with more gravity or stronger gravity, the fabric of space-time curves and time literally moves at a different pace and we literally age slower or faster depending on gravity. So that's just so confusing as it is.
1: Right. It's so like uh, it's so interesting that we take stuff like that for granted, you know how it's pretty much like the, the going thought like there is time. Time passes normally. But then when you take something with, with a big enough mass and it just starts to warp, then we sort of we sort of just like half think about it, you know, half sort of see it as science fiction, you know, but it's like, no, that's a. That's a feature of our reality.
0: Yeah. I mean, even time travel is like possible within the laws of physics. We just don't have the resources and technology to do so. But the math adds up for a lot of these crazy things. You know, we don't even know half half the stuff in the galaxy, what it even (laughs) means.
1: Right. And then you throw in concepts from, you know, quantum physics about how things can be entangled and everything is sort of infinitely connected like that.
0: Yeah, no, science definitely like understands it, but doesn't fully go into it because it, it, science stops at a certain point. And like, I think that's just where it's bigger than us. And we just have to live within the laws of our world that we know. It's crazy
1: Science just fundamentally like how it works. It, it only talks about what it knows for sure. So therefore it can be like painting this, this big picture where we can sort of see what the picture that's being painted is, but it's got to stop, you know, right before you can make any conjecture about it.
0: But yeah, it just really all boils down to like that everything is relative. Time is relative. But even the things that are fake and they're real at the same time, because our experiences are real, like within the our reality, we experience time in a linear fashion. So I guess even though it's all fake, which it gets people all existential, like to a degree, we still have to do the groundwork. Remember that things are real and our experiences are real. So it's kind of. Yeah,
1: a, you are. You're so totally speaking my language there. It's like any sort exactly. of experience, anything that consciousness really picks up on, like that is real. That is the I think, therefore I am. That's that's the only, you know, sort of premise that we can go off of there. Um, well, also, I just wanted to mention that um, that I'm a I'm a musician. I, I have some albums out, and dreams are just such a interesting tool in that way because very often I wake up with melodies, and and there's been times that I've even watched full concerts in my dream with you know different musicians and it's just like watching a real-time creation that it's like I can not even make this when when I'm awake but here I am like creating all the different instrument parts and tuning into each one of them individually I wake up with certain melodies and I'm like I, I gotta hold on to that one but It's just cool. sort of like tapping into that you know that sort of infinite creative energy that I assume is the same energy that creates us all
0: Exactly. Everything like you said comes from some source and we're just like little like drops of an ocean I guess experiencing our own reality.
1: Exactly. And the fact that so many people get to these sort of thoughts independently. Like you could get there from lucid dreaming, you can get there from meditating, you can get there mm-hmm. through little easter eggs placed around our reality in the form of psychoactive plants.
0: That's so true. And that's why I encourage people to really find their own practice and find what works for you. Because there's so many different tools and ways to raise your consciousness and understand life deeper. Like you said, there's so many different things you can do. Lucid dreaming is just one of them. But going back to the dream joint, I really do want to hear a little bit more about your company and what it does.
1: So going back to the the dream joint which I started earlier this year, it's been really great having it and I've been, you know, kind of surprised by how many people have been interested in in a business that mainly focuses on on lucid dreaming stuff because most businesses that sell like different herbs for lucid dreaming, they just sort of sell and and there's a lot of ones that do really well, but but they don't really focus in on the dreaming element. So I sort of saw that hole in the market and, and decided that that was a good place to start. So the main product that I wanted to show you here, it's uh, named after my company, or rather my company is named after it. <laughs> it's called the uh, the Dream Joint. And it's essentially pre-rolls. It's a blend of blue lotus flower, mugwort, and kalea zacatechichi. So those are the three most common smokable dream herbs. And I find that it's has an incredible synergy and i i just smoke it before bed it's very calming there's a little bit of a euphoria it's like i shoot right into a great dream
0: would well, you just take a couple hits or do you smoke the whole thing
1: i usually go for the whole thing but even i can notice even a half half of one has an effect recently i've started this one product which is wild daga if you've heard of that it's wild daga mixed with blue lotus flower and I've been calling it Super Lotus, and it's been doing pretty well so far. So also, I'll, uh, I'm will i going to make a promo code with this episode for you. If you type in Dreamworld to at checkout, I'll give you 20% off.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I'm excited.
1: Sweet. All right. All right. Well, great talking to you. Thank you, you so much too. for having me on.
0: Well, everybody, thanks for checking out the Dream World podcast. Remember to check out the Dream Joint and order some really cool herbs and supplements for your dreams. And don't forget to use the code Dreamworld for 20% off. Also, you can check us out every week, Tuesdays at noon Eastern time on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is just a space where we just have a free voice chats and we just talk to each other about our dreams and our experiences. If you're new, you can ask questions and we always have some really great dream experts moderating the chats. So definitely check it out. We have different topics and open discussions every week. So follow us on Clubhouse. I'll include the link in the description below. Peace out.